Hey, welcome to another episode of the Delayed Gratification Podcast, where we talk about building wealth one person at a time, one idea at a time, and just being inspired by some really amazing people. Today, I got a really great guy on the show. I'm excited about this this conversation that we're about to have. I'm telling you now, get your pen and paper out. You know, make sure you got your sure. ear pods in. Make sure you share this because today we're going to talk about something that we normally don't get a chance to talk about and meet somebody that's producing their own product. Again, good morning, man. How you doing? Good morning, man. I'm doing yeah. great about yourself. Hey, thank you for man. being on, man. My pleasure. My pleasure, man. Listen, before we get started, man, please introduce yourself. And yeah. then, I, I mean, I got a lot in my mind I want to talk to you for about. Sure. But definitely introduce yourself. Tell us where you come from yeah. and then we're going to dive right in. Okay, cool. My name is Chris Sutton. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky originally. Uh, pretty much was raised there my whole life. Uh, then I transitioned to Atlanta. Um, I'm a father, entrepreneur for well over 15, 20 plus years wow. since I was in middle school. Um, just, you know, a visionary, you know, a guy that, that really wants to to leave his footprint on this earth, man. So, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that, man. So, so you... From Lexington. Yep, yep. What brought you to Lexington. Atlanta? Man, you know, uh, so one of my good friends, she was uh, going to Barter College. Uh, I've always kind of loved fashion. And she was like, hey, you know, I see you're not really doing anything. You're not going to college, anything like that. Why don't you come down to Atlanta, come to school, uh, check out Barter College, um, and come there and kick with me. So I said, okay, cool. So I applied, got accepted in, packed all my bags, man. By the time I got to Atlanta – she was actually transitioning back, so she graduated within that quarter. So literally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm down in Atlanta with no family, no friends, no nobody, man. Uh, this is back, I think, around 2007, okay. almost 2008. And, you know, it's just it made me who I am today. What happened? So you got here, no friends. Uh-huh. Yep. What did you live at? Man, so I so I went to college. I ended up going to uh, Barter. Is Barter still around? No, it's not. It's okay, not I didn't around. think so. Yeah, 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 it's not around anymore. Um, but no, they pretty much had like off-campus apartments that we okay. stayed in. Uh, started working a part-time job at Target uh, to kind of you know help pay the bills while I was attending school and everything. Uh, so yeah, I was I was in the apartment pretty much, and then going to school throughout the day. What did you go to Barter for? To me, I went for business administration, but I also went for the fashion piece. Okay, you know. More so structuring a fashion brand, you know, how to how to build a brand, uh, what to look for in terms of fashion and things like that. So why fashion? Where did that come from? You know, Ramon, like for me, I've always had an eye for fashion. Right. But I've also had a heart for people. Mm. And I was kind of shy a lot growing up. So I wanted to figure out, you know, how can I speak and connect to connect to people without actually talking to them directly. <laughs> I got you. I <laughs> so got what you. I would do is put positive slogans on T-shirts, and that's pretty much how I started, man. Uh, I just always loved fashion, love the style. My mom would always style me, you know what I mean? And it was just one of those things, man, I just, you know, just into. So so, so you're going to college, yep. working at Target, whatever, part-time. Yep. yep. Then what's next? Like, you go to college, you, did you finish? Yeah, yeah, I finished, I finished at Barter College. Uh, then that's when I had my son. Um, so I moved, relocated back to Kentucky to be in his life. Okay. Um, started the clothing line, Life Journey. Um, and my homie, man, pretty much. Started, what year? Uh, yeah. that was probably 2000, 2009. So initially I started in 2007. Uh, but what happened was I was selling shirts that had the Harley Davidson logo. So, um, at that time I didn't know any <laughs> graphic design or anything like that. So I had a friend, he drew up pretty much a logo. He took the Harley Davidson's logo, took Harley Davidson out, put Life Journey in. I had a guy that uh, ended up buying a whole bunch of shirts because they was playing in a basketball tournament and they told him that he couldn't wear it because of copyright infringement. Ooh. So at that time, you know, from 2007 up to 2009, I stopped doing the clothes, the the t-shirts because I didn't have a logo. Did that. So the only reason you stopped selling your t-shirts is because somebody you got in trouble about the logo. Correct. Correct. Yep. That was it. That so was for two it. years. Yes. I didn't do anything. I was devastated behind it. Uh, because at that time, I didn't really know anybody that had a clothing line. Yeah. Or trying to do t-shirts or anything like that. We're talking 2007. I didn't really see a lot of people, you know, that was in that lane. Correct. So it's pretty much trial and error for me to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what happened to me. Fast forward, I ended up coming back to Kentucky. Got in a crazy car accident. You know, wow. and car flipped over two or three times. And uh, I remember survive, I survived the crash and 
by surviving the crash, that's how I created my new logo. So it's the 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 logo guy with the backpack and the stick. Stick. So, but the actual clothing idea, yeah. life journey, life journey, yeah. You had already taken off in 2007. Correct. I had already started it. Yep. yep. So let me back up. Where did that come from, though? Like, what was the the push behind life journey? Man, to be honest with you, I just remember praying, saying that I wanted to, you know, wanted to do my own clothing line, mm. t-shirts rather, because I didn't think it was going to grow into a full fledged clothing line. Um, and I just remember praying. I'm a praying man, so yes. I was like, you know, God, uh, this is what I want to do. You know, what I'm saying, send me the people. Help me out with the name. And I just remember just praying, man. And one night it just hit me in a dream, like life's journey. Got up, wrote it down. Wow. And ever since then, <clears throat> at that time, like I said, I didn't know anybody that was doing a, a T-shirt line. So I, I knew this one guy named Chris, um, still a good friend of mine today. And he pretty much was printing like hoodies and, you know, the same guy who did my logo. Okay. Right? Uh, but he pretty much was printing like T-shirts. Um, He's hoodies. in Kentucky? He's in Kentucky. Okay. Right? Yep. And I reached out to him, and then that's when he did the logo. He ended up introduced me to the Connect, the screen printer Connect. I met up with the guy, started selling out of the back of my trunk. And fast forward, we we yeah. here today. We here today, man. So let me. I, I want to go back to two thousand nine. Yeah. So in two thousand nine, you like you said, you met somebody that helped you design it. For sure. So I printed. It. But first of all, why a clothing line? But yeah. then life's journey. You flipped over in this car. Yeah. That was in 2009? The, the, when I had the car accident, that was 2009. Yeah. Yep. You flipped over? Mm -hmm. Did that change your life? It did, man. Because I felt like in that moment, my life was, it was gone. You know what I mean? And it gave me more of a heightened purpose to know that I'm still here. Mm. You know what I mean? And that just really motivated me to like really tap into my greatness. And like, you know what? I got to do this brand. And that's what I did. Life's journey. Life's journey. Talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. life's journey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The brand. Yeah. Life's journey, when I when I first started it, Ramon, like I wanted to, like I said, inspire people through clothing. Mm -hmm. So I would have these huge quotes on the back of the shirts, like, just believe in yourself, you know, uh, pursue your purpose and inspire the world. But it was like long messages on the T-shirt. So it was from the top to the it's bottom. from the top to the bottom, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and people would... <clears throat> People would actually stop and read it, and it, and it started to be a conversational piece. And one of the early things that I focused on with, with building my clothing line was I'm always a relationship guy. Mm -hmm. Relationship first, business second. So when I was meeting people, selling out the back of my trunk, I wasn't just selling them a T-shirt. You know, we're talking about life, family, um, you know, some of their hobbies. Next thing you know, uh, a, a two-second sale turned into 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes. So people started taking a liking to me. And from there, they would tell their friends, their family, and it started growing like that. And for me, my main purpose was to create and tell stories through clothing. Mm -hmm. But the clothing is just a vehicle to open up other avenues. So I started doing you know, fa uh, fashion shows, um, comedy shows where I would give local comedians an opportunity to showcase their talent. So you would, yeah. you would host a comedy show um, so Life's Journey would be like the sponsor for the yeah for, okay yeah so I would put it on so basically what, what initially happened was I built my brand in Lexington, Kentucky my hometown I generated this this huge following of people and um, <clears throat> it was more so I built a community per se yeah. and when I built my community you know me and my homie Anthony Lewis we went out to Vegas and um, we went to the trade show and it was overwhelming we seen all these big brands selling to yeah. these to these vendors and doing a million dollar deals, you know what I mean? And wow. it was just inspiration, but I'm like, man, how can we get to this level? And I just remember just being in in, in the Vegas uh, hotel that we were staying in. I was like, you know what? I want to do a fashion show to kind of create the brand, get it out there a little bit more. We got back to Kentucky. We put the plan in motion. Um, did about four months of planning. And I was shocked because we ended up Selling out the Lyric Theater is a historic Lyric Theater back in my hometown, Kentucky. Um, Five hundred plus people showed up. Wow, for a fashion show, for a fashion show, for a life journey fashion show. Life journey's fashion life's journey. Show. And and the the cool thing about it was that, like I said, I'm big on community, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to just build and showcase my clothing. So I had other designers showcase their clothing. We had spoken word. 
We had uh, up and coming comedy from Larry Starks, who's now you know doing his thing. Had a couple artists perform. Uh, Nemo, who's with Jack Harlow now. Yeah. Um, so a lot of a lot of people you know focused on this event. So it wasn't and and on top of that, we uh, closed out in prayer. So mm. you got to see the clothes, you got to feel something, and it just made you feel a part of a community, a family. And when I did that, I was like, man, I got to do, I got to do something bigger than this. And that's when I started to uh, pit on pit on local events throughout the Lexington community, and that's how my brand really started to grow. So, th- what year did you do the <clears throat> um, show? The show, I think it was two thousand eleven. Okay, two thousand eleven. Yep. 2011, I came back uh, at the Lyric Theater, and we had it then, um, and it was huge, man. It it was, it was a surreal feeling because to take an idea, and to have so many people show up the way that they did, let mm-hmm. me know that I got something. Got something, something you know special. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's 12 years ago. Yeah, 12. So you've been at this now, Life's Journey Clothing Line, 16 years. Yeah, I've been building it. Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. During that 16 years. Has there been a time where you wanted to quit life's journey? Man, I think always, right? I think, I wouldn't say always, but, you know, one thing I've learned about life, Ramon, is that it's always going to be ups and downs. It's always yes. going to be peaks and valleys. And throughout those peaks and valleys, sometimes they bring an uncertainty in certain things. You know what I mean? Because it's like, man, I'm putting all this work in. I'm ready for my break. And then sometimes in your head, you might not feel that you have reached that level, but then there's always somebody watching. You feel me? And I've learned that through people watching your journey, you're inspiring others. So when I did have those moments, I would always get a text message like, hey, man, I just want to tell you, you inspire me so much. Can you, Do you know of one, is something that stands out <clears throat> where like a certain incident or you were sitting somewhere where you said, you know what, man, I'm going to just go get a gig and just, you know what, I'm tired of this. Do you have anything or just those moments happen? Anything specific? I think uh, transitioning out of, because I worked in corporate America, PNC Bank, I was a finance guy. I worked in corporate America for like six, seven years. So um, I relocated to to Los Angeles, lived out there for two years, kind of studied the business. I think in that moment where things were kind of slow a little bit, um, I I thought to myself, like, man, should I go back and get get my gig? You know, because I'm talking to the homies. They all got the 401ks. Mm You know, they all got their plan, retirement funds, and everything set up. And, you know, it was just one of those moments where I had a slow period. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And throughout that slow period, of course, like, you have those thoughts. Yeah. But it's something bigger that that just kept me moving, you know what I mean, to let me know, like, now nah, you got to keep going. So I might get a big order and Like, nah, you know, this order just came in. I got to keep going, man. Got to keep pushing. Got to keep pushing it. So you based out of Kentucky, yep. then you moved to L.A. Yep. For yep. how long? So I was in L.A. for about two and a half years. I relocated 2017. was out there for about 2019, mid-2019. Okay. Yeah. And then you back and forth from Kentucky to Atlanta? Or? Well, now nah, I'm back, well, pretty much Atlanta now. But okay. I travel around and do pop-up shops, so. Okay. Yeah. What does that look yeah. like? What does a pop-up shop for life's journey look like? <clears throat> man, community. You know, like, um, for instance, we did one in Houston, Texas, man. We had about 100-something people show up. Um, a place that I kind of visit frequently. I was like, you know what? I'm getting a lot of love out here. Mm. Let's do a pop-up shop. I did one in Brooklyn, New York. People come out to support the brand. Um, we've had one in um, Los Angeles, Atlanta, uh, Kentucky, of course. I even went to West Virginia to do a pop-up shop. So it's like, to me, when I put together these pop-up shops, it's cool because I'm actually interacting with the people that support the brand. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And not only are they coming to buy a shirt, but it's a conversation, you know, that we're having in this community. And, you know, just people just, just really love it, man. You know, it's just getting getting the brand out. And it's 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 a, it's a good feeling because to know that I can travel anywhere and, and put together a pop-up shop and know people's going to come out. So building the brand, like you said, I know you started in 07. I think in 07 we probably had, I mean, FUBU might have still yeah. been kind of – you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, uh, fat farm, food. I mean, the John, things that we right saw, Sean John, yep, yep. right? So that is something to say, man, how can I do that, right? Yeah. How have you, like, been building since yeah. then? What are some things? Do you manufacture your own clothes? Yep. Anything new that just came out? Yeah. 
So pretty much that's something that, that we're working on this year. I actually want to be uh, a blank wholesaler to right. up and coming brands. So that's something that I'm working on now. But no, I work directly, of course, with with the manufacturer. So okay. I have an, I have a manufacturer in Pakistan. Um, we pretty much manufacture all our garments and, and everything. From you said where is the manufacturer? In Pakistan. In Pakistan. In Pakistan. You been yeah. over there? I haven't. I've been. I've been meaning to get over there, but you know, you gotta make sure I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I yeah. feel you. Why? <clears throat> so what? First of all, what made you pick that yeah. manufacturer? And is it more lucrative? Is it not anything local that compares yeah. to that? Well, so I had a a, a friend that I met. Um, I don't even. To be honest with you, I don't even know how we met, but it's through social media. Yeah. She just, I guess, found a brand. You know, online, she sent me a Facebook request, <clears throat> and um, we connected. She's like, "Hey, I have a manufacturer company in uh, Pakistan. Her name is Arlene." And I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, uh, connect me." She was like, "He does cut and sew." So at that time, I didn't really know what cut and sew was. You know, mm -hmm. I just was just printing on t-shirts, just doing screen printing. And I was like, "So what exactly is cut and sew?" So then that's when she told me it's pretty much deconstructing the garment and you know adding your own touch. So pretty much, I have my own brand of t-shirts. I can do sweatsuits, you know, this amazing quality. Let's say I want this sleeve to have a pattern on it, and I want this sleeve just to be, you know, red. So I was able to kind of open up my mind and my creativity a little bit more. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. Um, she connected me with him, and what happened was he wanted me to do crazy amount of numbers. So basically I had to do 100 of one item. So let's say, for instance, I had to do this color shirt, I had to do a hundred of them. Wow. I wanted to do a blue one. I had to do a hundred of those. So I'm like, man, that's kind of a lot. Especially starting. Yeah, especially okay. just starting. But man, I ended up saving my money and I took that risk and I was sitting on a lot of inventory from mm -hmm. doing that. Um, but what essentially happened was I came out with some varsity jackets and I had about a hundred varsity jackets. I was selling them at about 150. And um, I pretty much sold out of all the varsity jackets. But what happened was people in my hometown started complaining because they were all not, not the people that were buying it, but you know, the haters, you know, you know how it is, right? <laughs> Man, y'all running around with the same jacket on and people was talking about that. Cause literally everybody had the same color jacket. I thought that's what happened when you, when we all wore the same exactly, Michael right? suit, we exactly. all got yeah, same yeah. stuff, same, right? same stuff, man. So I just remember seeing that comment and I'm like, dang, that's crazy that people would have that thought. Like, we all wear Jordans. Well, I wore the same, same jeans. <laughs> exactly, man. So they made a big deal out of it. So I had to find a unique way to cut down, you know, the quantity that I was doing so I can kind of separate, you know, the different colors. Okay. So instead of coming out with one color, you know, I needed to come out too, but I didn't need to order as much quantity because I would be stuck with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much how that relationship came about. Um, we've been building now for... 10 plus years, you know. And you've never been there. No, nah, I've never been there, man. You ain't going either. Don't look like I, I don't think I'm going to go, man. <laughs> he's, he's actually building a new factory. So, um, he, you know, he invited me to stay. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll you got to go. I mean, you'll yeah. be fine. You plan it out right. I mean, yeah. it's like anywhere else in the neighborhood. Sure. So let, let's, so, <clears throat> so you're bigger than just a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Brand. Yeah. What man. all, what all do you have? So we have, so right now, um, me and my partner, Terry Brown, uh, we've been sitting on this concept for about six years. We actually have our first animation cartoon series coming out. It's very diverse. It's, it's next level. Um, we just brought on some uh, Canadian developers to kind of help us develop the uh, the cartoon. So okay. we're in the process of releasing this cartoon this year. Um, what is? Can, can you tell us a little bit about yeah, the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just to kind of give you a brief uh, synopsis on it. Basically, it's about six or seven kids that grew up in a group home setting, um, and the the life is the main character. His father is like the caregiver of all these kids, but it kind of shows you and takes you into their life journey, certain things that they experience. They, every day they go on a journey and um, learn new adventures. Uh, just it's, it's relatable, right? So it's like when we were kids, how we used to go outside and, yeah. and you'd be gone all day. Yeah. All, I got yeah. you, I got so you. So it's going to be that, man, just getting back. To those, to those elements of, of getting back outside, but then also connecting with the younger the younger crowd. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. Um, Inside your clothing brand, yeah. though, you started with a T-shirt. Yeah. You started with T-shirts, yeah. a T-shirt, I'm yeah. going to say, right? And I just heard you mention that you got a varsity jacket. Yeah. What else What else can I? I we got everything, man. We got varsity jackets, sweatsuits. 
we just released our first shoes. Congratulations, uh, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, so that in itself is like big for me because it was something that I've been working on for the last two years. The shoes? The shoes, yeah. Going back and forth, trying to get the numbers right, trying to find the right manufacturer. Um, so the same manufacturer doesn't do your shoes, nah, that, so uh, that guy that does your clothes. Yeah. So the guy that does your clothes does your t-shirts, your jackets, <clears throat> your jogging suits, the whole night. Everything, yeah. Everything, okay. yeah. So we got a um, a relationship with a with a um, company over in China. Okay. So they do the shoes. So quality too, man. They comfortable. So so I got a question. Uh -huh. So so you got Pakistan, China. Yep. You haven't been to either factory. I haven't been to either. Is there not anything <clears throat> locally, anybody locally that can develop those things for you? Yeah, no, it is. Um, so I do still get um, smaller, smaller work done. Um, I have somebody in Atlanta that, that, that does, you know, like let's say, for instance, if I got a run of a 100, 200 shirts, okay. you know, they'll run them a quick, quick run. Or um, with the cut and sew element, you know, there's companies out in L.A., but they just charge so much you know it's you You know you look up you may pay about time you finish 30 40 for a hoodie my price points i wanted to be affordable quality gotcha but affordable and that's how i was able to build my brand so quick because people are like hey man this is good quality man and you know you selling a sweatsuit for this price man give me two of them you know what i mean i was selling sweatsuits for like 70 bucks really yeah because i looked at it like if i was gonna if 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 I was trying to sell to an arena and I knew my audience, so if I was going to sell to an arena, let's say it's 15,000 people in, in the arena, mm -hmm. you know, my focus wasn't focused on the 1,000 VIP because sometimes with the VIP, they might not want to tell everybody where they got their jacket from or their shirt from. Correct. I'm VIP. Know, VIP, right? But the other 15,000 people it was my audience that I wanted to connect with. So I'm like, look, if if I sell it at this price point and they buy it, they're going to tell their friends, their mm -hmm. family. Next thing you know, you know, I'm selling so much at a volume. So that's that's pretty much what I did, man. I would sell. Sometimes I cut deals like, man, just give me 40, you know. And that helped me get my brand out quicker because people's like, man, this is quality. And I like it. And it has a message. And it's a conversational piece when I go out. Gotcha. And that's what helped me really build my community fast, man. So why shoes? I think it was a different lane. Um for me, I think it's more so involving and building a building a full brand. I read the book "The Shoe Dog" um, from Phil Knight, okay, and that just really inspired me. You know, just how he started and built the company Nike, and I was like, you know, if he can do it, I can do it too. Do you think Mike helped him tremendously? Because 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 in the early eighties nobody wouldn't we weren't wearing no Nikes, Nikes man, man no bro you man not if, happening nobody and if you go back and read the the book man they they started off they had a guy that was doing the sales they would go to different consignment shops and stores and uh, blue ribbon sports at that time and people were buying it but they wasn't. It wasn't really connecting with the culture. Oh. I believe it was. Uh, we had Adidas, yeah. man. You got Run DMC. Exactly. I mean, you got a thing. You had Adidas. You had Converse. Yep. And then if you think about it, uh, I think I'm a Dominique fan. Yep. Right. You had like ponies. Ponies, yeah. Right. Ponies is big too. <laughs> yeah, man. ponies. Yeah. Right. Ponies is big. And you might have yeah. had the Reeboks with the pumps and that. Yep. But, but yep. Mike. Yeah. So 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 I'm asking that because mm -hmm. do you have like ambassadors? Do you have people that? Have like worn your clothes yeah. now at this point because you've been now. What people don't yeah, think about it, yeah. sixteen years is a long time, right? Long time. How do you think about like brand ambassadors yeah. or how are you growing it outside of just you organically building your community? For sure, that's something that we're tapping into now, man. Is more of the because now you have the influencers, yes. right? Um, so my my biggest thing is finding the right people that aligns with the brand. Um, so we have a couple NIL deals that we're working on. Really? You know, yeah. So on a smaller level, I can't really release it to everything. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, just tapping into more of the youth because what I started to study and understand is that when you look at Nike, you look at all these other companies, you know, the influence of the athletes is what made Nike what it is. For sure. You know what I mean? And they tied it to this person, Jordan, who was coming up, who just everyone loved, and they wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. And, you know, they had the slogan, just do it. That slogan alone took their company from making hundreds of millions to a billion, multi-billion dollar company. Wow. Because people connect with something. So I was like, you know what? I got to have my own slogan. So I created Believe, Pursue, Inspire. 
Believe, pursue, inspire. Yep. Believe, pursue, Believe, inspire. Pursue, inspire. And I just stick it in people's heads. Believe, pursue, inspire. Wow. Because people connect with something on an emotional level. Yes. And if and if you can control how people think emotionally, you know. Part of their life's journey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I want to, the shoes. Yeah. How many different pairs do we have? So we got two that we came out with. And, you know, I love being fully trans. Uh, transparent right um at that time when i finally found the manufacturer to work with you know i was like man we need to do like a 100 pair you know just to kind of get our feet wet because it's, it's something new yeah right and um they was like well that's too small too small like we need you to do 300 per color i'm like 300 per color and I'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like man we just this is a new lane for for me you know what i mean so um they was like, well, we can't do the deal unless you do 600 pairs. So when I finally agreed to do 300, what I then did was pre-orders. Mm. So I didn't even have the shoe in. Just took the sample, kind of showed my story. One thing I do is document the journey. I document the process. So I show people, you know, from start to finish, this is this is what I'm working on. This is what's coming. Did the pre-orders. I raised half the money to, I think I, think I sold about 100 pre-orders. So I pretty much raised a good chunk of the money to get the production started. When I did the 300 of them, then they came back and said, like, hey, we need you to do another 300. So I'm like, dang, you know, that's 600 shoes. Like, you know, I know I know influencers. I know shoe companies that's not even moving that many units right out the gate. Mm-hmm. So I had no other choice because I had already took people's pre-orders. So you got to get them in. So I had to get them in. So I had agreed to do 600, and that's when I came out the Desert Tones. Um so you had three hundred of the first yep. your f- first shoe, and then yep. three hundred of the Correct. desert tones. The desert tones, okay. Yeah. So and it's it's been cool, man. It's been it's been a challenge because it's it's a new territory for me. You know what I mean? But it's exciting because I'm able to uh, get a new product out, and I'm realizing it's almost like kind of starting over, you know, again. But the good thing is I have a community mm-hmm. that that loves the product. So people that buy the first pair, they like. Cause you know people are like man I don't know what to expect are they comfortable man they throw them on they like hey bro these are comfortable man are they comfortable yeah they comfortable man I'm like, like sure I mean, you got to tell me like yeah, what kind yeah. what kind of comfort man, like it's it's <laughs> it's mad comfortable man like it gives you kind of like um like a a, a a New Balance feel I don't know if you wear New Balance yeah but I wear a lot yeah. of New Balance so it's really comfortable man and a lot of people have been telling me that so they end up buying both pairs when you were designing when I guess you were part of the design team yep. yep. When did you first know, like, this is it? Like, what made that shoe, like, this is the shoe? Man, um, I think more so the colors. Okay. You know, the colors were different. Um, they were unique. And then when I actually got them in hand, I was like, yeah, this feels good, too, on my feet. And you compare it with so many different outfits. You know, if you want to lounge in it, if you want to go business casual, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to work out in them, you know, it gives you a few different options on how you can kind of pair the shoes. So that so to me, um, that let me know that we have something. You know what I'm saying? Are they the same? Sh- the two that we have right now, are they the yeah. same shoe, different colors, or the two different, totally different kind of nah, shoe? Same shoe, different colors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're working on the spring color now. So got another 300 coming. <laughs> <laughs> what does that though? When you're when you're selling <clears throat> shoes, what's some of the pushback that you've gotten? Like, I mean, because I see kids now, man. How much is the shoe? One fifty. One fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you can't even get um, uh, doggone Air Force Ones for one fifty no more. I know, man. Um, it, I think the pushback that I've been receiving is just that it's it's new. It's new. You know what I'm saying? It's new, and I think with anything. You know, a lot of people, some people had to see other people embracing or wearing it for them, for them to connect to it. And once I once I started realizing that, and it's like sometimes, man, you just got to do the pull-up method. You just have to get some certain people in the shoes yeah. for other people to gravitate towards. And so um, my son, General, he reached out, followed my brand page. Um, he ended up sharing, sharing the brand. And I got a ton of orders just from him sharing it. 
And then Gary Chambers. I don't know if you know him. Then I did. You know, I, I met him in the airport, man. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. So he was sitting on the thing, and I was like, everybody keep talking to him. Yeah. So, you know, Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. All yeah, right. He all right guy, then. Man. So yeah. then when I walked past him, I was like, hey, man, congratulations. Because he was in the middle of like a race or something. Yeah. He yep, was on the plane. Uh-huh. And sure. then, I mean, he just started talking. I was like, wow. He's Great really, guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got a pair to him. Got, got a few sales from him too okay. as well. So it was more so just. Finding the audience to kind of connect with, you know what I'm saying, who would buy this. You know what's crazy? Comfort for me, and maybe because I'm getting older, yeah, yeah. is important, yes. right? Because I used to wear, like, chucks all yeah, the time. Yeah. But they have no support, no support bro. Bro. I mean, woo. Yeah, yeah. I might be somewhere, man, for a couple <laughs> hours, and when I go sit, I'm like, God, my feet hurt, sure. right? Then I start going to, like, um, you know, doing a little running. I would run, like, Peachtree Road mm-hmm. Race. So they was like, bro, stop running in them shoes. Yeah. You know, you need to go. And I went to this place and bought some shoes. And I was like, man, what brand is that? They was like, don't look at the brand. Right, yes. And when she, I was like, how much are they? And she was like, 300. <laughs> I was like, no, give me the Nikes. They they 95. Because I, but for the comfort part of mm-hmm. it, as people start to get, like, for me, yeah. I care about comfort. For sure. So if they comfortable, mm-hmm. we went. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm make sure I'm going to get you a pair. Okay, man. okay. Yeah, yeah we definitely got to order up some, size, order size up some shoes, man. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. So shoes. Sweatsuits, t-shirts, what else do you varsity jacket? Varsity coats, shorts. Um, we're get, we're getting ready to to release the the women's um uh ladies line, so it's athletes. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do we have, is yeah. it only a men's line right now? No, nah, it's women's too. So okay. so we do women's. So we're getting ready to kind of like do a, a full like uh breakdown of offering more products, you know what I mean? Because the brand is growing. A lot of customers they wanna Few different looks, so yeah. that's one of the other things we're working on now. And right now, it's all online, virtual. Yeah. Okay, everything's online. Um, and then we do pop up shops. So you know, we I'm getting ready to bring out the list of where I'm gonna be traveling to. I also have a mobile pop up truck. So that was a, a concept that I kind of created. So I'm looking to maybe put the the truck on the road at some point this summer. Gotcha. Uh, what about what do they call it? Placement and like stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a uh, we actually was 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 in the process of a. That's why I love this this podcast, delayed gratification, because you know we were going through a deal with Foot Locker. They reached out. Um, they wanted us put us, us in 10, 10 doors. Okay. And we went through the whole process. They was like, "Yo, this this line really connects with you know the audience." <clears throat> the day that we was getting ready to do the contract. You know, and, and sign all the paperwork, and they was getting ready to place the order. You know, they sent me an email said they had to put it on hold because Nike was then taking out product. You know, I guess it was going to be kind of relinquishing the relationship with the Foot Locker and the Champ. So we had to pretty much put the deal on hold. So I'm like, dang, because it's like every time you know you feel like you're gonna have that moment, it's something that pulls you down. But that's the delayed gratification of things. You know what I mean? So, so. It's just like you say the timing, and if yeah. some bigger probably out there for you because yeah, you could have sure. got comfortable, got it in there, and then not Definitely. came up with. Because did you have the shoes at that time? I didn't have the shoes. I was working on the shoes. Okay. So yeah, this this happened about a year ago. So yeah, uh, we have been in you know boutiques, um, a few different stores. You know coming up, coming up, um, which is which is good for me. But Ramon, I was just more so like connecting with my people with the pop up shops and then yeah. online. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I got you. I'm considering a brick and mortar, but I want it to be an experience. So what is that? So, you know, I'm so I'm a person that believes in we we manifest it. We, you know, I want to look back and say, man, I remember when, you know, I like that because that inspires me. Um, What does a brick and mortar look like, though? To me, it's an experience. It's an LJ experience. Um, That's kind of what I'm working on right now. It's my four or five year plan. Um, I want it to be I want it to be so we can look back on this, too. You know, essentially, I wanted to kind of create like a hotel boutique, mm. kind of like a resort type thing. But I was like, you know what? It's talking to a good friend of mine, and we're, we're actually working on it now. But um, it's going to be a life journey experience. So you you come in this in this location. Um, we're gonna have the you know the store, of course, but then also um, it's gonna we're gonna have a few rooms for you to kind of live within this place, right? So people will come in and travel. And, and visit this location, oh, that's right? Big. That's next level. It's next level. And the good thing is more of us need to start getting outside. I'm an outdoor guy, right? So I want to do kayaking, mm. you know, hiking, but just add all these interactive activities to our guests that come in 
So now they, you know, they, they're going on this spiritual retreat or coming to this resort where they're able to buy the merchandise. And at the, and at the end of every night, we do like a campfire, like a talk. You know what I mean? Getting back to that, getting back to, to the family, the community, the love. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Getting back yeah. to those things. So. We need it. Is that is that what made you go to Arizona? I saw you yeah. did a like a photo shoot yeah, in Arizona. Sedona, yeah. I went out there, man, to to do to shoot the desert tones, but then also I went out there to do some scouting too, you know, for that four to five year plan that I want to put together. Wow. Yeah. Why Sedona? Man, when I went out there, for me, I just felt at peace. You know, um, it was amazing just seeing the mountains and yeah. just the, the the colors and just everyone out there was friendly, too. And it was just like a, a really good time. And I, I, I think for me, when I showcased it, a lot of people hit me up like, man, it's beautiful out there. I need it. Yeah, there's a spa out there that, that, that I um, want to go to. Okay. Somebody kept saying, you need to go to because I, again, I run like crazy. For so, sure. yeah. I mean, you know, you got to figure out ways to. Make yourself better, definitely. And so, spas and restaurants are my thing. Like, yes, I, I want to yes. go somewhere and be, you know, pampered and then eat really good. For sure, yeah. And yeah. Th- but it's one. That's why I asked why. So I haven't been there. Okay. But there's one out there that said, and that's what they say, man. Yes. The, the like the views of the mountains, the just the. It's amazing, bro. Like, and just man, you could even just do a road trip for an hour, two hours, just seeing the sights. While in Sedona, crazy. while in Sedona, yeah, it's wow. amazing, man. I wish I had more time out there, but. I plan on going out there. My goal, long-term goal, is to also have a vacation place out there, too. In Sedona? Yeah. How far is Sedona from Phoenix? Um, About two hours. Okay. Because I, I, I flew into Phoenix, um, and then we drove up to Sedona. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Well, I like that, man. So, yeah. so life's journey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go backwards a little bit. Yep. You had a kid. I know you say you, you're a son or daughter. Yeah, son. Son. Yep. So, Jada. back in 2007? Yep. No, 2008. 2008. Okay, because yeah, yeah. you came here going back and forth. Yeah. So how has that parenting been with your entrepreneurship? Man, it's been cool. Um, and his mom has a good relationship. You know, um, I wanted my son to, you know, live with me now because he's, he's 13, well, 14 now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, most most boys like myself, mama's boys. Um, I know. I have a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <don't you? laughs> for sure, for sure. But it's been good, man. It, it, it really gave me that heightened ability to really tap into my purpose Mm -hmm. and i think for him he's been able to watch this journey of me moving up and even with the whole footlocker deal he was asking me like dad what's up the footlocker thing go through and i had to tell him i was like but you know this is a teaching moment that you know sometimes things don't work out the way we intended for it doesn't mean that it's over it just means that some things are delayed at the moment so it's been it's been one of those things been able to pour into him and teach him and show him does he wear the shoes yeah, yeah, he wore the shoes. Yeah, he wore the shoes. Yeah, he liked the shoes. Oh, I you might him. be done made it. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I text him, man. And you know what's so crazy too? He, um, where he was in school in Kentucky, he would always see the brand. So it's one of those things where, when he was going to sixth grade, you know, we go and buy him a backpack, and go to the store. I'm like, man, what you wear in my backpack? You know, because I have backpacks too. Okay. And uh, he's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so he'll wear like, you know, get him a Nike backpack yeah. or whatever one. But then when he transitioned to the eighth grade, he was like, "Hey, Dad, man, uh, you got one of the backpacks." You know? Somebody cool had it on. Yeah, and he seen. And what happened was, <laughs> he seen all his friends at school with the Life Journey backpacks. He's like, "See your backpacks everywhere." Wow, that's crazy, though. And yeah, because sometimes you got to be able to see it. It's hard, it's hard to become what you don't see. Yeah. So when you when you see it, then you like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get the kids to buy in, normally you don't made it. Then, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Because sure. they don't, you know, as a parent, they like we old. And, and you know, I look back when my dad was my age, I'm like, golly. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm a cool for the sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, my dad yeah. was super cool though. For my sure. dad was like that dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But 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 I didn't look at that 47 like I look at it now. And I have kids. Yeah. My kids go from seven to 26. Wow, that's what's up. So yeah. you know, yeah. I have to kind of stay in the. You know, you want to be halfway there, but sure. you got to still be a parent. You still got to be grown, yeah. but you got to kind of be cool so they'll listen to you. So, yeah, what about other – who do you think buys your brand? Man, it's it's, it's cool, man, because we um, we did a collab with That Chick Angel. I don't know. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. I don't. That yeah. Chick Angel? Is that her, Chick that's Angel. her Instagram? Yeah, that's her Instagram. Man. Okay. She has a huge following, and I realized we, we did um, um, a collab with her, and it was a lot of – Black women from the ages of when we run in like the ads, we did the analytics, 
you know, we getting a lot of black women that buys that brand from ages 35 to 44. Wow. That's like one of our huge customers, you know what I'm saying? And um, so after going through those numbers, that's been something that we're focusing on now and it's figuring out how we can reach that audience. Because um, we're on a life journey, though. We're on a life so journey, when you, when you think about yeah. that age group, yeah. I'm 47. For sure. When you think about that age group, that's when you start to reflect. I mean, a lot of you can yeah. when you're younger, mm -hmm. but you've been through some things. Mm -hmm. You've For probably, sure. you know, you've been in some relationships. You've had some yeah. kids. That 35, sure. you've yeah. college, work, whatever, entrepreneurship, you've had some failures. Sure. And so when you start mm -hmm. thinking about it, like when you hear it, life's journey, yeah. you start thinking about it, man, we on a good one, though. We on a good one. And you know you know what else is crazy, too, I do want to touch back on that, is that um, it's amazing just to see the ages of customers. When I do these pop-up shops, I got people to come in that's 66 years old, and, um, man, I was wearing my God, I'm trying, because I got a slogan called God, I'm trying. Man, there's a conversational piece, man. I ended up helping somebody, you know, get through life. They was going through a tough time. They seen my God, I'm trying shirt. And then up until, you know, kids that's in middle school, high school, it's a wide variety. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I do try to narrow down to find an audience, it's, it's, it's more so like so many people connect with life's journey because we're all on a journey. Yeah. And the, the messaging is what helps a lot of people, man. So it says life's journey on the front yep. and God, I'm trying God, on the back. I'm trying on the back. That's one of the slogans. Keep planting seeds. You were not created just to exist. Uh, Where'd you come up with these slogans from though? Bro, to be honest with you, conversations, just meeting people, traveling. I always tell my son two things you want to focus on when navigating through life, mm -hmm. experience and exposure. Mm. The more experience you get with things, it, it sharpens your mind. The more things you're exposed to, it heightens your mind. So experience and exposure. That's experience and exposure. Experience and exposure. Man, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. You got that yeah. on the shirt? Man, I am coming. I'm going to have to put on there, right? <laughs> yeah, now, that is, that is honest to God, truth, man. I know when I go places yeah. on the plane, I tell people a lot of times on the plane or just driving, yeah. I have so many thoughts that are life-changing. Yeah. Uh, when you... When I see, because everywhere I go, I look for real estate. For sure. I look yeah. for, I want to go in the hood. Yeah. I want to see what y'all talking about in the hood. I want to see sure. the nice stuff. I want to see buildings. Yes. Um, and so that's that exposure, though. Because yeah. the more I see a building, I'm like, one day, you know, we're going we gonna to own that one. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Some of my exposure early on was my grandfather was a roofer. Mm. And we would be on the top of what what is now the western downtown. Yeah. But. We would go on top of that, mm. and you can look down and see Atlanta. So gotcha. I don't, I don't know if that like some kind of way said, "Dang, you love real estate," but I used to love to go up top for sure. Yeah. And so I know that's that exposure, yeah, that's, that's that exposure. experience. Because yeah, I got sure. an experience at the top of the Western. For it sure. used to be called the Peachtree Plaza. Okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I got experience at the bottom because he also had a recycling business where mm. he picked out. Remember the trucks used to have the sides on them. We picked out like cardboard. We would go behind oh, the grocery yeah, stores yeah, yeah, and yeah. get cardboard. Yeah. I don't know where and, was that? And, yeah. and nobody have them no more, but yeah. cans and paper. And so it was a different. I saw both top and bottom, yeah. and so that was that exposure and experience. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I like that yeah. though. You gotta have that sure. on the shirt. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It's, you gotta have that on the shirt. So sure. what do you what do you think gets you to the next? What is the next level? With yeah. the clothing brand? That's a great question. It's something I think about daily, right? Um, to me, I think it's just having the impact to reach the world. You know what I mean? Like, my one of my slogans, start local, finish global, is the campaign that I'm like, people like, put it out, put it out. And I'm like, nah, it's too early. Because What I does that mean? Start local, finish global. To me, it's like, start where you at. Mm -hmm. Start with start within your city, your hometown, whatever it is, and just focus on building your community local. And then you focus on finishing global. And global is just inspiring and reaching out to, you know, a bigger, bigger audience. You know what I mean? Start local. When you look at LeBron James, a kid from Akron, you know, started local. It's a global it phenomenon. He is. You know what I mean? So when I think about that, that slogan to me is just more so like, man, it's gonna reach and connect with so many people. I got to figure out how to not only create this as a campaign, but like an experience. You know what I'm saying? Man, I mean, you're very inspirational. So I know people are looking at you. Yeah. Start local, finish global. Yeah. How do you teach? If I'm watching you, yeah. how do you teach me? What, where do I start? 
like even with a clothing brand? Yeah. Do you teach other people how to start? Have you started consulting with people? What does that look you like know for what? you? That's that's something that I'm working on now. I, I did it probably about two years ago. And you know, Ryan, for me, I didn't really, um, like I wanna just help people, you know what okay. I'm saying? So that was one of the things I couldn't figure out the price. So, <laughs> so I was like, you know what, let me just help people. So people always call me, like, I wanna start a brand. I'm always helping the young people, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in terms of, you know, getting started. But for me, I think it's just more so, like what I always, the advice that I always offer is just start within your community, start within your circle of friends, your family. You know, when I first started, I, we started at 12 shirts, you know what I mean? And I bugged all my cousins and all my friends to buy these shirts, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I literally started from the bottom and I started with the people that I know and they would buy a shirt, even if they didn't want it, you know, they would buy it and give it to somebody else because they didn't really see the, the, the message, right? Mm -hmm. But I believed in it so strongly that I just kept going. And what I always tell people is like, you got to do whatever you got to do to make it happen. And I remember just starting where we wanted to do, um, it was an event in Indiana. It's a black expo. And we wanted to get a vendor. I think it was a thousand bucks. You know, we didn't, we didn't have that money. That's back around, I think 2000, oh man, I think it's 2007. When I first started with the, uh, the Eagle shirts or whatever, but, um, we didn't have the money. We ended up raising, we ended up doing a fish fry. You know, my homie, my homie, my homie's mom, man, she cooked, she cooked some fish. And, uh, you know, we was at that time, we was kind of doing like Uber Eats. You know, we packed the fish up, drive it across town. We used to sell them man, for $5, $10. That, dollars, that fish was soggy, yeah, man. It was, soggy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was that, it was definitely soggy, man. And uh, it was crazy, though, because a lot of people were just kind of trying to support, support what we were yeah, doing. You yeah. know what I mean? And, um, just those moments like that, man. That's the that's you got the pictures, man. Of y'all frying fish. Do you have any kind of? We don't have the pictures. We do. I do got pictures of when we set up at the at the uh, at the expo. The expo. And what's so crazy, man? Right hand the guy. We only sold like one shirt at the expo. Yeah, yeah. And that was with somebody I knew. And those are the moments where, you know, you ask yourself, is like, what I'm doing is it, is it the right thing? I just kept pushing, man. You know what I mean? Where I look at. A lot of people, they might have threw in the towel. There's a lot of people that came up the same time as me that started doing brands. They seen me. And they stopped. You know what I mean? But I just kept going. Wow. You know I mean? and that, that's the journey. That's the journey. Life's journey. Yeah, life's journey. If I'm watching <clears throat> this conversation we're having right now, yeah. tell me how do I start a brand? Like, t give me yeah. give me three steps to three just steps. start a brand. First, easy. Um First, what I always tell people is identify your audience. Mm -hmm. You got to know who exactly you're selling to, right? Um, because some sometimes we'll create like these names and of these brands that doesn't connect with people, right? Or we pigeonhole ourselves where we only cater to one demographic mm -hmm. of people. So I think your name is everything. Figuring out what like your audience and your name, right? Um, two, I would then figure out um, a manufacturer. A lot of people think they have to go overseas, but now you have accessibility. You have Google and everything where you can pretty much find a manufacturer. Okay. Right? But find a manufacturer that you can build a relationship with. That's key. Somebody that's going to print quality garments, quality goods, is going to get your stuff printed on time. Right? And then three, um, to me, what I've realized is that we have the internet. The internet's so powerful. Right? Yeah. Get out there and market yourself. Market your brand. Show the journey. Show the process. Show people, take them on a journey. And I, when when people, when you taking people on a journey, they're able to connect with you more. They're like, man, I like that guy, man. I'm going to buy me a couple shirts from him. And that, to me, is how you connect with people. You know what I mean? That was three really easy steps. But I want to ask you something about yeah. step two. Yeah. Finding that manufacturer. You know what? I'm going to go back to step one. Yeah. How do I know what my audience is? How do you determine that? I think it's just more so, for, for me, what I've learned is learning, learning your audience is, is, is key, right? But for me, it's more so you got to look at, you got to look at what it is that you're bringing out. You got to ask yourself, who do I, who do I envision in this brand? Do I see somebody that's in corporate America from ages 21 to, you know, up until 35? Do I see 
am I making this attire for entrepreneurs? Um, am I catering my 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 brand towards you know um, just the black community? You know, I always see a lot of shirts that love our black women, love our black brothers. Uh, but then also, and I have other brands that I know where they catering strictly to the rebellious youth. Mm-hmm. So they come up with, you know, their name is a certain name just to cater to this one audience. <laughs> so I think yeah. that's the, the key thing is really trying to figure out exactly who you want to speak to. And once you narrow in who you want to speak to, do you want to speak to the person that's traveling and doing hiking and outdoor adventures? Because if there's one person that thinks like this, this guy or that girl, there's thousands, millions of other people that have mm-hmm. the same commonalities. You know what I mean? So I think that's the the key thing is figuring out exactly who you see in your clothing. Because sometimes you can create something and it could be the complete opposite of people in your clothes too, right? Yeah. But at least have an idea of who you actually see wearing your brand. And then figure out exactly, okay, how am I going to reach them? So if this is a, a person that's in corporate, you know, maybe I want to do a suit line. You know what I mean? Where do I reach these people at? Mm-hmm. Corporate events. Corporate I mean, events. Yeah. Man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. What does delayed gratification mean to you? To me, man, one of the a guy that I look up to, Denzel Washington, said, um, sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do now so you can enjoy later. And to me, I looked at it from this perspective. It's the, it's the journey, right? Plant those seeds. Even if, even if you don't see those seeds growing, even if you don't see that harvest at the moment, you still got to keep continuing to plant those seeds, because one day, everything that that you that you build and you blood, sweat, and tears you put into your craft is going to pay off. And you got to understand is that what I realize is that the journey is the destination. The journey is what makes a story greater. Mm. Not getting everything you want right now is 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 the process, man. You got to go through the steps. So many people want to step the you know, jump over the steps, man. <laughs> but if you jump over them, you got to go back and repeat it. It might not be right then at that moment. It could be two to three years from now with a lesson that you didn't learn because it's always peaks and valleys throughout life. And that's that's simple. That's what it means to me, man. And listen, that was a lot of wisdom <laughs> packed into a few seconds, man. Sure. Tell us how we find you, where yeah. we can find you at, where we can go look at the brand and buy the brand. How we, how do we support you? Got you, yep. Uh, Chris Hudson, I'm on Instagram, um, Chris Hudson underscore J-R-N-Y, uh, Life's Journey Clothing, so it's Life's Journey C-O, and then www.lifesjourneyclothing.com. And I appreciate you being appreciate on, man. You, man. Thank you. Listen, y'all, thank y'all for watching this episode sure. of the Late Gratification Podcast, y'all. It's been another, and I'm going to say, it's been another great one on life's journey, yeah. right? I appreciate you, Chris, man. Thank I look you, man. forward to, you know, getting together. Sure. I look forward to putting those shoes on my feet, definitely, man. And, and just, you know, again, being on this life's journey with you, man. Sure. We connected now. Definitely, we are. So uh, yeah. I appreciate you. Again, thank you all for watching the Late Gratification Podcast. I'll see you all on the next episode.